Hi, everybody. Welcome to Getting Woke with Dr. Chi. We've had so much snow here in Chicago. We had like 24 inches of snow, like two feet of snow. That's like a little bit taller than my nephew. It's like so scary out here. Like I have not left the house in weeks because I'm like it would snow and then it would be like six inches. And they'd be like, okay, we're going to snow again. It'd be like another five inches. And then it's like, okay, we're going to snow even more. And then we get like 24 inches. And just like looking outside, it's like, oh, it's a pandemic, so not much is open anyway. So it's like, ugh. if I were braver, if I were like more able-bodied, I would brave it. Especially if I was going to go have drinks with friends, because like I will, you know, brave my walker and my cane for, you know, a good, you know, tequila tonic, for a good, you know, for a good pizza. But with everything going on the way it is right now, it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm just going to stay home. So anyhow, about half of the country is covered in snow right now. And so I'm just like, oh, all these people who are saying that climate change is not a reality, guess what? Y'all gonna find out today, right? Like, mm, look at you, look at you, mm-hmm. look at your house. But the thing that is like scary is how like even the South has snow. It, it, was, it was colder in Texas than it was in Alaska two days ago, which is something that's completely unheard of. But I feel like this week, seeing what's happening in Texas and the South, where they're just coated in snow, in so many places, lost electricity, lost water because of this horrible snowstorm. And I know like Nigeria is like second, excuse me, Texas is like second Nigeria. Like all the Nigerians, they don't live in Maryland, they live in Texas or, or New York. But, like, a lot of them live in Texas, especially in Houston. So I'm like, ooh, my Niger people are just engulfed in snow. They probably moved to Texas to avoid having to deal with any of that. And instead, not only are they dealing with the snow, but they're also dealing with the lack of electricity and water. I'm just like, ooh, y'all are in a really, really bad place. And somewhat ironic, given, you know, Texas's reputation for you know, being the land of Texas tea, you know, oil, essentially. Because we know that we're really in this issue. We're in the middle of this, not because of we didn't recycle. It's because of these oil companies, right? We know fossil fuels is what's largely driving climate change. And it's just so weird to think about how, you know, a lot of the people who have been denying, you know, climate change are now suffering from it. I don't wish this on anybody. I don't wish people being stuck without heat in the dead of winter in January. Mm-mm. That's not good for anybody. Climate denier or not, nobody deserves that. Like, as I say in, in Portuguese, ninguém merece, não merece. Ninguém merece. Nobody deserves that. Mm-mm. I was today years old when I found out that President Biden has decided to Um, put forth an immigration bill that would provide a path to citizenship in eight years for undocumented immigrants, as well as a shorter path to citizenship for dreamers, for people who were brought to the United States as children and um, as undocumented kids and have just grown up here as Americans. And when I read that, I was like, oh, finally, thank the Lord Jesus Christ, because it has been too long. Why did it take this long? Okay, we know why it took this long. 
And I'm just like, oh, finally. Finally, our country's going to do the right thing. Because the reality is, like, if you're going to come to the United States to work as a dishwasher, not that people have that in mind as a goal, but if you're going to do it, if you're going to come to the United States and without papers and work hard and provide for your family, like, maybe you didn't come in the right way, right? But, like, most crimes, you know, you pay a fine or, like, I mean, even if... Whether or not it's a crime is like debatable, right? And the, I'll leave that to the you know legal scholars. But if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to come to the United States, overstay your visa, what have you, you should be able to pay a fine and then transition into a documented status of some sort. And I say this as a former paralegal who used to work in immigration law. Um, and so just the fact that there has never been a way, well, not never, but like in the last several decades, there's not been a way for people to regularize their status, to be like, okay, I came here in the wrong way, but now I'm here, I have a life here, I have kids here, I have family, I have a home, I have, I pay my taxes, because we know that undocumented immigrants pay hella taxes, right? Pay their taxes, and like still, I can never become a citizenship, a citizenship, I can never become a citizen. It's just so, so immoral, so wrong, so mean. And so I'm glad, like, okay, finally, we are doing the right thing by all these millions of people who are living here in the shadows. So I was really happy. Put a smile on my face this morning when I read that. I'm like, yay, Biden. Good job. Good job. And I say good job because I know that a lot of immigrants are going to benefit from it. I know that in the United States, we often think about Mexicans as being, you know, when we have in our head this idea of what an undocumented immigrant looks like, we often think about somebody who's Latinx, right? Usually Mexican. But the reality is that there are a lot of people in this country who are undocumented immigrants across racial, ethnic lines. And, you know, I'm Nigerian, so I definitely know that there are, well, I know of and have met several Nigerians who are undocumented, who had overstayed visas, who, you know, came here to study and then they ended up realizing that school fees were too high and they got stuck here because it was better to be here stuck than to go back to Nigeria where they wouldn't have access to a job, right? Or other people who I've seen, you know, situations in which I've known people, many people, who have husbands who have papers but refuse to file papers for their wives, the way we talk about like, filing papers, refuse to file paperwork for their wives to become citizens, to become, you know, to, you know, get on the path towards a green card because they think that it'll give them too much power, right, in a, in a society that has more, or at least that recognizes the rights of women more than in Nigeria. So sometimes the like, husbands use this as, you know, as leverage over their wives to make them obedient, to make them and subservient, and to keep them in line, which is a horrible way to live, you know. So I really hope that this new immigration bill will help all of our communities, so that we can build a better America. You know, at the end of it, at the end of the day, what do we want? We want a better country for ourselves, for our kids, for our grandkids, and we want to do that with everybody with hands on deck, right? If you only have some people who are able to put their hands on deck, it's not going to work. A chain is as strong as its weakest link. And right now, we've got millions of broken links. So, America, it's time to fix them. So, congrats on that immigration bill putting it forward. I hope that it passes in the House and the Senate because we needed it for a long time. I remember hearing that there was going to be this new film in Nollywood called Namaste Wahala. 
and I saw and it was supposed to be like an interracial marriage story of, you know, an Indian guy marrying a Nigerian woman. And it, the, the way that they were selling it was like, it's Nollywood meets Bollywood. And I was like, I'm here for Nollywood meets Bollywood. I am totally down for that. And so I waited with bated breath. And then when I found out that Netflix was airing it on Valentine's Day, I reminded all my friends on social media, like, hey, just heads up. Now I'm going to say, well, how is coming out? You're welcome. So then, you know, Valentine's Day comes along and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have other things I need to be doing. And the next day comes, I start watching and I'm like, I don't know about this. And so, like, I just you know started it and then paused it. And then I was talking to my mother about it. And she's like, oh, she seemed like her ears perked up a little bit. I'm like, let's watch this, mommy. Let's watch a Nollywood film together. I feel like my mom's like only recently discovered Nollywood films and how much joy they can bring to a person's life. And so we sat down and we watched Namaste Wahala. And of course, like my sister and I like joked again about like the woman's really bad weave because we you know we're weaveologists i feel like in the era of beyonce like she is just taking the weave game to another level so if your weave is not coming correct like i will notice it and i think a lot of black women in america will be like ooh, that's not the best choice right like you gotta have a, you have a good you have to have a good weave game like if these vietnamese women vietnamese women are like cutting their hair off it better be worth it it better be worth it i'm just kidding and so um, we watched Namaste Wahala and like the entire time my mother was just sitting there with a smile on her face. <laughs> She's just like, just smiling. And there's this scene where um, the Indian dude like goes to the parents' house to ask for the girl's hand in marriage. And like he brought like this really nice wine and he went there in Western garb. And the parents are like, oh, hell no. What is this? No, this isn't going to happen. So then the guy is talking to his friend afterwards, like, oh my God, it was so embarrassing. She totally didn't prepare them and let them know that I was Indian. It was so sad. And the friend's like, wait a minute. You didn't tell me that you were going to propose to her. You should have let me know because I would have prepared you. I would have hooked you up. And he's like, oh, but like, what? It, I don't understand. He's like, let me guess. Did you go there wearing Western attire? And the Indian dude, I think his name was Raj, is like, uh, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't be going to, you know, their house wearing Western attire. You have to come correct wearing native garb. You already, you already messed up, dude. And the guy's just like listening. And then he's like, and so, dude, let me guess. Did you go there without a gift? Did you, did you not bring a gift? And, the, and then the guy like perks up. He's like, yes, I did bring a gift. I brought this really expensive Italian wine. And the guy's like, mm-mm. Ooh, it juts. <laughs> he didn't say that exactly. He's like, no, 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 my friend. You have to come with. You have to come with like cola nuts. You got to come with a goat. You got to come correct. And a wine from Italy is not coming correct. And so, as he was saying this, my mother was nodding like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like, chicken mm-hmm. or goat, mm-hmm. yeah. So look, she was totally feeling it. It was so adorable to watch her just engrossed in this film. And she just had this like just little smile on her face as she's watching. So Namaste Wahala brought a smile to my mother's face. And so that is all that makes me happy. And this is why I would recommend Namaste Wahala. It is Mama Lily approved.
I recently watched Malcolm and Marie with my sister, and we have very different tastes as far as films are concerned. My sister is like, if there are no black people in it, I'm not going to watch it. Punto aparte. I am done. And whereas me, I'm like, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Although I'm kind of overwhelmed by, you know, white people being in films and like white centric shows. So I'll watch what people from other cultures have to say about the world. We're non-white, right? Or at least I'll watch shows that have white people in them, but also have a lot of people of color because guess what? That's most of the world, right? Most people in the in the world are not white. Anywho. So we were both deciding on a film to watch and we came across Malcolm and Marie and I thought, I want to see that. My sister thought, I want to see that. So we're like, for the first time ever, we both agreed on a film to watch and we watched it and both of us loved it. My sister enjoyed the realism as far as um, witnessing the emotional abuse that can happen in a relationship. My mother, my sister also enjoyed just the banter between the two, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed those things too, as well as, but I enjoyed those things as well. I thought that their banter between the couple was very useful for seeing what emotional abuse looks like, like seeing how, you know, just the gaslighting that can occur in a relationship that women often endure and having an up-close focus of what that type of symbolic violence does to a person and to a relationship was really, really striking. So I loved it. Um, but I also loved the cinematography. It was shot so beautifully, so beautifully. It was like watching moving paintings often, right? And like the glistening of the camera lights on... Um, on Washington's skin was just something to behold. It was gorgeous. Beautifully shot. We were both a little creeped out by Zendaya, you know, wearing her, like, little bitty, you know, they used to call those wife beaters, but I don't, I don't think it's nice to call those things anymore, right? Or a little tank top thingy. And we were both like, ew, why are her, like, nipples, like, sticking out of this? This is kind of gross. And it's almost like, we almost felt like pedophiles watching, like, this, like, this little bitty girl even though she's not, like she's a grown woman and some women just have bodies that look like her, right? But we did feel a little pervy watching her like half naked and like watching her like, you know, her scenes with Washington that were like a little bit more heated. We both felt a little dirty watching it. Maybe that was the point. I don't know. Particularly given the theme of nudity that the actors discuss or that, that, that moved the storyline along. But apart from that, I thought it was really good and really demonstrated how two people who are very broken and who, no, I won't say that. I think it really demonstrated how people who are broken can enter into unhealthy relationships and will stay in them. It was really striking for us to see how every time Zendaya's character would like leave the room, you know, move to the bathroom, like try to get away from a hostile conversation you know, the male character would pursue her and force her into these conversations that she clearly did not want to have. And she, it didn't look like she was really free to leave. Like, probably, like, of course, like, the movie, or, yeah, the movie was shot in one room. So it's not like she could be like, you know what, I'm calling an Uber, I'm gonna go see at my friend's house, see you later. Like, that would kind of ruin the premise of, you know, two people in this enclosed space, you know, watching them battle it out, right? Right. 
I hope that in a real life situation, more women would feel compelled to physically leave the building, leave the room. But I think that in the experiences of that I've had and experiences that many of my own friends have had, I think it's far more common for us to try to distill, not distill, but try to like, I can't find the word, but like try to remove some of the heat from a situation by going into a different room. Either way, that man was extremely abusive. He was horribly abusive. Either telling her that what she was seeing was not what she was seeing, telling her that she was worthless. Like that is complete emotional abuse, gaslighting, like all the negative things that one can do to another person in a relationship, right? That when we go through the list of all the other ladies that like he that had influenced him in the film, it was heavy. It was heavy. So if you want to watch something heavy, I highly recommend Malcolm and Marie. The storyline is great. The acting was phenomenal. Both of them are good looking people. So it's not like you have to sit there watching some ugly people do stuff. At least they're good looking. But and the you know the concept is interesting. I think that the storyline will resonate with many people who've had to be in those types of situations or have had to witness those types of situations with people that they care about. Um, so be prepared for a little like bit of a trigger warning. You know, some of you guys might need that. But overall, I think that's something that everybody should see. I think some people didn't like it because there's this like, there's this notion that we can't only have, you know, films about black people that are negative, or people are in a relationship with things end badly, women get killed, men, you know, give their wives AIDS. You know, like for some reason Hollywood really enjoys seeing black people who are in a relationship we're not getting along or we end up hurting each other. I think that reason might be white supremacy, but hey, I could be wrong. I'm just kidding. Actually, my friend Nancy Ewan wrote a whole book about that called Real Inequality that deals with this topic of white supremacy in Hollywood. You should check it out. Anywho, I think that to do so, though, to make this argument that we shouldn't watch this film because we have enough stories of black pain would be to diminish the art because it is it is a good piece of art it is and yeah maybe it is influenced by living in a white supremacy few things aren't but i still think it's worth it to watch and afterwards you know watch a lot of nice films with like black loves celebrating black love and happy places wello Thank you for listening to Getting Woke with Dr. Chi. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at at Chinyere Osuji, C-H-I-N-Y-E-R-E-O-S-U-J-I. I'm also on Instagram at Chi from the Shy, C-H-I from D-A and then C-H-I again. Um, and I hope to talk to you guys soon. Enjoy your day. <laughs>